everybody and welcome back to the show. This is the Game by Show podcast. Today is October the 4th, 2017. My name is LeGrand and I'm joined with Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, 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 it's Jeremy. Hey, LeGrand. Also, also Dale. Hello, Dale. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Doing all right, man. How are you guys doing? How's Oregon? Is it cold yet up there? Uh, In the mornings, it's cool. Um, uh, And and today it was sunny, uh, though, you know, kind of windy out. Actually, Portland ends up getting a lot of wind because uh, it's on two rivers. So uh, Ah. it can often be pretty windy uh, as the, uh, you know, the gusts blow down the hills that are nearby as well. So that's poetic, man. Do the rivers like join? Like, have you guys ever they been do. to Pittsburgh, where they have those two rivers that join to form a, a like a a super river? Isn't or it something? Isn't it three rivers up there? I, th- I think they have. Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. It's two rivers that join and then they make a big river. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, the same thing happens at Portland, right? It's the the Columbia is the big one, um, but that's north of town, uh, and then the the Willamette is the smaller one that runs directly through town, and then. Yeah, sort of to the to the northwest is where they join. Huh. Wow. And with their forces combined, they can provide even more wind. And then it just becomes the bigger Columbia. Oh, nice. Nice. And what then there's you, the Jeremy? bridge what's, over what's the river on? that takes you to the first quest. But it, you thought it was the end, but it's actually the beginning. Yeah, See, if Portland was Dragon Quest, it would be really confusing because we have like 11 bridges that cross the river. So you don't know which one's <laughs> going where. Like, which one takes you to those gold golems, huh? Yeah. That's all you need to know. It's the one to the south, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how about you, Jeremy? What's going on over there? And Jeremy? Uh, not man. much. Uh, you know, we've got a river around here somewhere, but it's, I mean, it's like more of a creek, I think. It's I, more uh, of a... Yeah. We, there's no real rivers in Utah. We have a witch's cave, though, and she, uh, you know, she has a crystal ball that allows you to see things. What? I don't know. That's a Final Fantasy reference. Oh. I, Garland, will knock you all down. Knock you all down. <laughs> it's my favorite LLP. Well, I, I, I've got a bone to pick with Dale. What's that? Uh, he mentioned Diablo 3 last week, and that's what I've been playing this last week. <laughs> that's because it's like a them good apples. game. It's the best it game. It is a good game. It's, I had kind of sworn that game off, man. Remember last time I talked about the Necromancer? I'm like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm you done were saying the you, you were like into, <clears throat> into the Necromancer? Yeah, and then... Um, and then, and then, and then, and then I was. <laughs> so uh, Dale mentioned it, and that night we like ran around together for a while. This is last Wednesday. I yeah, believe, we did right? a couple of rifts and some other stuff. Yeah, and then later on in the week we ended up playing again together and did a couple things before Dale had to go to bed, and I stayed up to like three, which is entirely stupid for an old man like me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I had these other characters, so we're not playing season characters, which I think is a good thing now, because I really don't right. want to do that. So we didn't have to start any characters from new. So I had this Necromancer that was leveled to, I don't know, maybe 50, and the level cap is 70. Um, so I finished it up, and I put a bunch of items into the cube, and used all of my shards and all sorts of crap, and ended up getting a few set pieces. Uh, and I found a new a set that is actually a build that is a lot of fun to play. Um, it's the set is called Pestilence, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, so the whole mechanic with um, let me look it up. Make sure I got. So yeah, the deal with the okay. set pieces is that once you get enough of them, you start accruing like tiered bonuses, and if you get enough of them to get all the bonuses, it's pretty obscene. Right, and it's, it's kind of like um, yeah. So there's like usually like what three bonuses for yeah, a set? like three oh, levels of set. bonus. It's like it's usually like two pieces, four pieces, and six pieces of yeah, the set. Yeah, there's seven total pieces of a set that you could collect. Yeah. Uh, there's also an item that makes it so you don't need all six pieces to get the set. You need one less, so five or four. Um, yeah, and that's, or, that's or really five or three at times. Yeah. So I ended up um, starting down the path of getting this set, the one that I happened to roll when I was getting items, um, and that ended up not being a playstyle that I liked very much. And then I came across these two pieces of the Pestilence set. Um, so the whole thing with the uh, Necromancer is that every time you kill an enemy, um, he drops a corpse, and then you can use that corpse to right. fuel other spells and other things that he does. Uh, and so in this specific case, um, I have a, an item or an ability that I can use to consume corpses, and that gives me essence back and life back. And essence is the primary. Um, That's your know, resource. 
yeah, my resource. That's my resource of the Necromancer. It's called Essence. And so this ability consumes a corpse and gives me Essence and gives me life back, right? right. And a lot of the Necromancer spells as well will you spend uh, with life as a resource as well. Um, so it's good to have lots of life and it's good to have, you know, Essence, of course. Uh, but this set, the Pestilence set, the first set bonus is each corpse that you consume fires a corpse lance at a nearby enemy oh, that's, and a corpse lance is that, a high that powered is in itself thing. A, a, an ability right the corpse lance yeah. that's that's a whole separate skill that you're getting bonus on to your load for free there. yeah so so i run around with um skeletons that have swords and there's like six of them and then my whole shtick is i summon these uh skeleton mages as well so I usually have around 15 dudes Do you have the rune with that me. makes the mages leave corpses behind when they disappear? Uh, oh, right, I so I have that, that on my necromancer. It's, maybe it's it's either a rune or it's a piece of legendary gear. It's, uh, but I, I yeah, it's it makes them leave a corpse behind when they disappear. And so it's all the more carnage, right? Yeah, so I, basically I run around spamming my skeletons and spamming my ability that consumes corpses, which fires out corpse lances and kills everything. So it becomes... Incredibly funny when things are dying and there's just corpse lances flying everywhere because when there's tons of like low level enemies they're all dropping corpses and you just kind of blow through them really really quick so uh, so now I'm on the hunt to get the rest of this pestilence set because I think this is the playstyle that I've enjoyed so far the other ones that I've kind of been doing with these different builds I've been trying have been um, not as fun I guess for me and so this is kind of this is kind of what I'm I mean, doing. It's probably pretty uh, good when you can be the bullet hell, you know, like when everyone else has to get out of your way. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then there's then the other abilities I roll with is one that um, uh, debuffs my guys. I run with bone armor, so it basically, you know, you have all this armor and stuff on all the time. And then um, another one that makes my skeletons attack super fast and... Uh, do more damage when you want to like focus them on something so when you come up against those rare mobs like the golden mobs and the elite mobs you can like uh, sick your skeletons on them and they all just kind of murder them but yeah it's pretty powerful pretty fun i haven't really pushed it to its limit yet of course i only have two pieces of the set so far or yeah i only have two pieces and so i need five to be able to max it out um but then I'll have to change up my my methods because the other the other set bonuses kind of rely on different abilities. So I've got to kind of I'll be changing my build around as far as my uh, skills go. But yeah, Diablo three, man, I I didn't think this would happen again. But here we are. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to be as serious, and I haven't played it as much this week as I was in my heyday when I was playing like all the time. Uh, but yeah, me and Dale, man, we should run around. So I, I've room. been pretty hardcore about it the last couple of weeks. Also, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I explained how how my set my wizard set is is set up um but uh so i I completed the firebirds finery set on the wizard and so all of the set bonuses associated with that are fire based and um so i changed all my active skills to be like fire element and then i got um two or three other pieces of gear that are apart from the set bonuses that have their own fire abilities like uh that when you run around on the ground you leave a trail of fire or um um when you collect a health globe, there's like an explosion of fire, right? So I have all this fire stuff. It's, it's everything is fire themed. Oh, and I have the Hellfire Ring, which has a it's like a chance. Oh, did you go grind that out? Um, well, it's so one? easy to it's so easy to get the like key warden things now uh-huh. that it's it's really easy to make a, a Hellfire Ring, right? So the legendary affix on that one is that like every now and then the ground erupts you just in it like erupts in lava right so that's like even more fire right so like when i'm playing on my wizard everything is fire it's like all everything is burning all the time and so the the set bonuses on the the firebird set it's like if you use three different types of fire skills then the enemies ignite and while they're ignited they take like three thousand percent damage and then they can go around igniting other stuff and it's just it's insane right and so um (laughs) it basically if i focus attacks on a target or even basically if i stand still and spread my fire around for like just a second or two like everything on the screen dies so it's um it's pretty cool. <laughs> I have a question. When you're playing co-op, can you turn friendly fire on? Because I'd like to see you guys like friendly fire no, on. There's no well. There's, no, there's oh. like a very basic. There's a PVP, PvP land you can go to. Yeah, but I've never done that. There. I've never. Should done try it. PvP. Like between the two of you, because those both sound pretty intense. I'd be curious to see what happens. Well, Dale's higher level than I am at this point. Yeah. Am I? I don't, so I think technically well, yeah. you're higher. Aren't you? You're like Paragon 400 or something. 
Well, yeah, but your your character is higher than I am just because of your items. Yeah, you have, I mean, right? well, because I have the, the I have a complete set bonus. But I was thinking of actually because the next thing I want to do is um, collect the other sets because I've already done the like set bonus dungeon for this one, and um, I mean, sure, I could just like continue trying to max out like the every eke out like every little improvement possible to get to like the higher levels of torment but i actually am more interested in like collecting the pieces of the other sets right and like you kind of mentioned when you change your set equipment set that you're using you're really going to want to change your active skill set as well because right the, you know you want to match your skills to the theme of your equipment like and get those synergies going right that's how you get to the higher levels of of difficulty and that's how you get uh uh i don't know I, the, really the higher levels of difficulty don't have a whole lot to do with the loot that you find it's just um, well there's there's a higher drop chance for for, for, for legendaries and set right? pieces is it for legendaries yeah legendaries okay. and set pieces yeah you'll okay. get a higher drop rate yeah and more gold and more experience definitely yada, more yada, gold yada, and but... experience and like jewels and crafting mats and stuff but um so have, yeah. have you got all your gems maxed out to the highest level gems you can equip yeah, for all the slots I have, yeah. Uh, What's well, the the legendary gems? I don't have max. I have one legendary gem to like rank twenty five, where it opens up the second skill associated uh-huh. with it. Um, and I'm working on another one, but I, I haven't. I've mostly been running um, bounties to get crafting materials, and rarely been doing the rifts, which you have to do the oh, rifts really? in order to level up the the legendary gems. Yeah, the greater rifts or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I basically got to the point with my Crusader. Um, I think I was the last character I was ever serious about. But I got to the point where the only way I could progress was to get like ancient versions of all my items, which is <laughs> you that's, know kind yeah, of stupid. Tough. Yeah, unless you maybe unless you change to a different build or something, right? Like that'd be pretty right. Tough. Like I could have gone for another armor set or whatever. But yeah. I kind of got to the point where it's like, well, I could spend another. <laughs> hundreds of hours on this character or I could just go play a different character that's, that's basically where I'm at game. with my wizard at the at this point like if I wanted to keep in that set with that play style but I, I kind of want to switch it up so uh, we'll see yeah, the, the cool thing about Diablo 3 is that every character plays so differently they kind of have a, a very very different theme while technically we're all playing like I'm playing an intelligence based caster you know with yeah. my Necromancer. I have a witch doctor that's high level with high level gear yep. that also uses intelligence. It's a, a, a mage of sorts, right? And you have your wizard. Mm-hmm. All three of those classes play very, very differently. And um, then within each one, there's like, I don't know, probably different 10 different styles. Yep. distinctly different builds you can do. Because yeah. right now I'm rolling with my Necromancer and I'm using just tons of like, you know, minions, right? So I have yep. like, and that's how I ran with my witch doctor as well, just because it was funny, right? Just to have like a ton of dudes running around yep. all the time. Uh, but there's a build for Necromancer where there's a passive ability you can equip that makes it so you do more damage or you do less damage for every minion you have right. out. Right, so you want to be solo so it behooves as much you to as not have any. Exactly. And then you basically, it's like a melee um, Necromancer build where you have a big scythe the and big all, scythe, your, yeah. all of your abilities are like close combat abilities. Um, so there's lots of different <laughs> variety uh, in this game, so in so much that I believe that Jeremy needs to you know jump on this bandwagon and come <laughs> slay some demons with us. I uh, I have played for about five minutes. I uh, I got a taste, so I don't so know. So what, uh, what minutes, paragon huh? level are you then? If you... <laughs> uh, uh, mm, it approaches zero. <laughs> tell, tell you what, Jeremy, you get on. We'll power level you to max level, and you can find out oh, man. how much fun it is to just you can do that. We'll in about blow my minutes. hair back. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, so other than that, um, I uh, I uh, um, have been playing some VR. I hooked up my Rift or my uh, Vive, and I I took my um, couch out of my office, so I had my space back again uh, because the the sensors, the little lighthouse sensors, are in such a position in my there. I mounted them to the walls, right, and so they're in such a position where it couldn't see the controllers because of the couch was in the way. So I had to move this couch out of my office. Mm. Um, but I actually finished, um, finally I finished uh, super hot, um, VR on the HTC Vive, which is, uh, the best, the best VR experience, um, you know, full room, full motion VR experience, uh, I've had, um, resident evil is probably my favorite VR thing I've done. Um, but this is probably a close, this is probably the best like room scale, 
uh, game that I've played. Um, I even got to the point where I was playing. This is the game that where you know time moves when you move. So as you're kind of walking around or moving your arms or shooting your guns or something, that's when the enemies can actually move themselves. Right. Uh, so you find yourself like an enemy will shoot a bullet. But the bullet's frozen in air, and it only moves when you move. Uh, so you can, like, you know, you're dodging bullets um, Matrix style. And, um, yeah, so I, I played through the whole game, and I finished it. The story was – there was no story. I don't know. <laughs> bullets. I, it, seemed, it seemed like they were trying to do something, but it, it meant nothing to me. Uh, it was just a, a lot of fun to play. Uh, and, and I was in there for so long that I actually fell into the VR trap where I was hiding behind this barrel as I was fighting these guys, and I went to stand up, and I put my arm up to grab onto the barrel, but there was no barrel. Uh, there was no barrel. There <laughs> is like no pointing. barrel. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. So VR will do that to you sometimes. This seemed kind of ideal to me because I'm assuming that the, the part that the bullets can hit is, is, like, your head, right? So you don't have to worry about your body. You just have to, like, dodge and weave around bullets, like... Is, is that, I mean, do you just end up kind of like ducking out of here and then kind of moving underneath it? And... It seems like the the, um, the trajectory of the bullets are always kind of aimed at your head, so yes. But I believe there's a pseudo body, you mm. know, that you have underneath that head that if it hit there as well. But they're always aiming for your head. The problem is that sometimes they're shotgun guys. Uh, those are the guys that you got to take out first because they, they shoot multiple bullets at once and they're kind of hard to dodge. Um, so... So it's a, it's a little awesome. bit like playing a game of Operation, except with your face. Like you just don't want to yes. touch the sides or anything. Right? You haven't played Super Hot yet in VR? No, no, no. It looks, it looks really fun, but I have not. No. It's kind of like irritating Dude. stick, except with your face. I don't know what that is. It's kind of like Operation, except with a <laughs> stick. Then just like that, just like that. <laughs> no, Jeremy, you should buy this game. It's probably twenty bucks. Actually, if I not, think I think on the PlayStation VR, I think you can get a bundle that has both of them for like thirty or something, because they're two different versions. Yeah, there's the VR and the non-VR. Yeah. They, they have the same thing on PC as well on Steam. Yeah. Um, so I can I can buy since I have the one, I think I can buy the other for fifteen or something. But I don't I don't care. I played it in VR. That's the best way to play that game. You should come over at the very least to my house and play try it out. That's sure, what you, that's what you Absolutely. should do. You should come over and get back in this VR business. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've had that hooked up, uh, and I've kind of dabbled in a couple other things. Nothing of note. There's a few games I do want to check out. Um, Duck Season being one of those games, uh, as well as Robo Recall, which I hear is really good. Well, I've heard Wabbit Season um, is pretty good also. Yeah, Wabbit Season. Sounds great. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it for me um, for this week. That's, that's what I've been doing. So there you go. Awesome fun. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go next, I guess, since since I mentioned Diablo already. Um, I'll just go ahead and quickly say that I, I've reached the Hex Cells endgame as well. Um, so I, I finished and perfected all of the, um, you know, tailor-made puzzles in Hex Cells Infinite. And, man, those wow. get really and now hard your Paragon level is so high that... It's pretty high. Now I'm going for the final achievement, which is to do 60 of the, like, uh, procedurally generated puzzles. Holy crap! And, Sixty of them? Yeah. Well, I've already, are they hard too? Those are actually way easier. Um, once you get to the, um, once you get to the end of of infinite, right? Uh, it's like it's like maybe like 150 hexes per puzzle, and they get they get really super intricate and and hard to do. Um, but the ones that are like randomly generated, they seem to be like around like I don't know 30 to 50 hexes, and they're they're like way easier because they overload you with hints, right? So there's like fourteen. Well, they have to hints. be generated on the fly, right? Exactly. So, so like they're <laughs> they have to be a little not, bit simpler. Yeah, you can tell they're not. Um, you know, there's nobody like consciously building them, right, or anything. Um, but it's still actually pretty fun to play. And with these, there's no reason to um, care. Like if you accidentally misclick something, because it doesn't matter how many mistakes you make at the end. Oh, so you could brute force everyone if you wanted. If you, well, yeah, but why would you? Why are you? Why are you even playing the game if you're doing that? Right? It's like, but it, I don't know because you want the achievement. That's that's would, why you're doing it now at this off. point, right? Well, when I was trying to perfect all of the the ones that are like constructed levels, um, I would get pissed off because I would like accidentally click something, and that would be a mistake. And you're only allowed like one mistake per level, right? Um, I guess to account for misclicks, right? If you if you mess up twice, you don't get the perfect, right? Um, and which is kind of a bad system, but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, but, if you want to be perfect, man, Hexels is the game that you kind of have to be in the zone 
to yeah, play Hexcells. But you kind of have to work so yourself up that, to um, that zone. Right? I, I know like almost all the tricks. Basically, I know basically all the tricks that there are because because I, I've played it so much, right? <laughs> and so if I'm just kind of I can fly through these like procedurally generated levels fairly quickly, uh, like under five minutes at times, right? Whereas like some of the the ones toward the end of Infinite were like two or three hour projects over a couple of nights, you know, it's like pretty <laughs> insane. Right. Um, what? But, I'm never finishing that. Oh, so, <laughs> so I love this game. So good. Um, I agree with you, but I'm not that insane. <laughs> uh, the other thing I, I wanted to try out a new game for the podcast uh, tonight. And so I, I picked out uh, the old LucasArts adventure game loom. Which um, oh, I saw you playing game. this the other night. I had never played I was like, that. What is Dale doing? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, specifically for you, the listener, uh, I, I decided I would check out something that started with an L in my catalog. And um, oddly enough, I I had Loom on Steam, but I, I didn't have it in my list of unplayed games, even though I'd never played it. So I, it was like some kind of oversight somewhere. So I I just decided to go ahead and and play that one, and. Um, uh yeah i mean it's it's an adventure game it's uh <laughs> it's it, one of those from yeah, the it, what? it totally is and it reminds me a lot 90s of early like, 90s um yeah i guess it must be maybe like mid 90s because it's actually voiced um and i read somewhere that it was like the first voiced video game ever or something i don't know um wow it's got like a pretty extensive voice track as well so like all of the dialogue in the game 1990 is, is bro is it 90 yeah, oh, you know what? I'm playing the um, I'm playing a later version of it. I'm playing like the CD-ROM version, which because another thing I read about this game is that the version that's on Steam, the version that I'm playing, is like the worst version because the before that there was it was on Amiga and I I don't know uh, some other there was some other version of it. I'm oh, all over Wikipedia. F- I'll let FM, you know. FM Towns, I think, is uh, like, Turbo Graphic CD. Uh, FM Towns, Atari so ST, So apparently FM Amiga, Towns is the best Mac way OS. to play Loom. But uh, I've, I've got one of those. I, I don't an have Town. an FM Towns. So. You don't have an FM Town? Uh, no. Not everyone had an FM Town. <laughs> nope. Um, but basically, like I, I can see kind of the charm, but I, just, I really don't like this genre. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's just that it, it moves extremely slow, uh, you know, next to modern games um i played a ton of these games when i was younger man when i was in junior high these were the games i played i hate how you have to navigate your character from place to place why can't i just like put me in first person like deja vu or shadowgate or something and just let me navigate through the the scenario right and like i don't want to have to move my guy around and then wait like 20 seconds for him to cross the screen you know what i mean well this isn't 3d graphics bro there's no first person yeah, but Shadowgate is not 3D graphics either. It's like you just like point perspective. You know what I mean? That's a different like, kind of adventure game, though. You don't want that. Does it, it have is. like a some? I mean, they had a long time ago uh, like speed sliders that you could just change it so your dude could like and just like go across. I noticed a setting for like animation frames, um, but I didn't see one for speed. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, so how is it? Well, it was. It seemed a little bit interesting. So, like you, you are apparently a member of kind of a weird tribe of weavers who can also turn into seagulls or something. And um, but you're you're also like a, a like a half half breed or outcast of some sort. Um, and uh, I guess the village is kind of like falling on hard times, and the the village elders suspect that it's because of you for some reason, and so they want to ostracize you or uh, but but the weird thing is they run away so i, I don't get it but anyway you, you find this like one of the village elder like drops his uh staff and his staff um you it, you're able to play musical notes by clicking on the staff at different points and the musical notes apparently are the central puzzle solving system in the game so like you'll you'll go up and click on something and like like there was a bottle of green dye right for for weaving for making yarn or whatever and um when i clicked on the bottle of dye it like fell over and spilled out and then it played this like four note little tune um but i couldn't replicate it on the staff because i hadn't opened up 
all of the notes to play on the staff. And so I, I you know, I, I was like, well, I guess this is something I have to come back and do later. So I kind of walked around some of the other um, screens that were open to me and found a few other things that I could kind of interact with by playing a song for them. And um, I just couldn't, I, I, I don't know, apparently I didn't find the right place to go or uh, play the right song because uh, I couldn't make any progress on any of the screens. And um, at that point, I was just done playing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, for, for you, I feel like a good strategy would be to just have a game facts open or something while you play these. Cause yeah, I guess. But it but sounds I, like it, it sounds like point? you sort like, of enjoy like the pain. Like, no, no. no. no I, so if 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 I didn't have to wait for really long animations to play out before I could click on something else or like have to wait for like a 10 second audio thing to finish playing before I could click on something else. Um if it was much more responsive, that would be nice. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I guess, I don't really see the point other than like exploring whatever kind of um, fantastical, surreal story is being. Yeah, well, that, that's why I'm saying, like, instead of getting mad at <laughs> like at the general situation and then also, you know, getting stuck on puzzles, just open a fact. This is my this is my advice for you, Dale. The next time an adventure game comes up in your in your rotation. Go ahead and just get the fact. Just it's do like a playing it on easy mode. Just just lay back and let it happen. No, no, I mean just enjoy. You know, just like mm-hmm. click and and you know you said you wanted to see the scenario and like let it unfold before you. That's what you should do. If if the puzzles. Well, but, the, but that's what I'm saying is I, I don't really. I am not I'm not, I'm not all that interested in the <laughs> scenario. Um, if it, but it's 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 maybe to the point where like if it was easy to play I would uh-huh. continue just to see what was going on, but um, because it's old you know it's it's ancient and not really in in kind of a way that's not user-friendly right that's also something that tends to put me off of games so um i don't know eventually i'll find one that i like because i've played the blade runner game i've played a couple of the like wajidai sorts of games like this a couple of the pendulo studios ones Mm -hmm. and um I don't know. Each one just has something different that I don't. I think the one that I kind of liked the best so far was that Blackwell, um, that first Blackwell game. Oh, yeah, that mystery game you played. Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty neat. Um, But yeah, same deal with that one. I just got somewhere that, like, I don't know. I didn't know what to do next. It didn't gel for you, no. Yeah, so I, 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 again, I don't know. I do like, uh, like I said, I, I like the Shadowgate style where which is more like a completely abstracted puzzle thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you're wandering around solving riddles in that kind of like Eye of the Beholder style 3D uh, right. navigating thing. Right, right. Um, but then, you know, I say that, but then when that Shadowgate remake came out a few years ago, I ended up not liking the remake just because, um, I don't know, I feel, I feel like they could have done more to modernize it. Mm, that's probably true. Well, uh, speaking of old stuff that's not very user-friendly, I've been playing something super, super old, and it's called Cuphead. Oh, super man. old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Old. Yeah, I, I was promised an explanation of Steamboat Cuphead. Uh, Cuphead, right? Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you about Cuphead. So uh, Cuphead is a uh, long-running trailer series at E3, and um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Cuphead is finally out. So Cuphead is here. Uh, Cuphead is a... Uh, a side-scrolling, I want to compare it to Contra, uh, a side-scrolling sort of run-and-gun with kind of a combined boss-rush-type element to it, uh, but it's all done in this amazing animation style, I'm sure you've seen it by now, that basically puts you back to the 1930s, like Max Fleischer, um, like the really old, like, uh, you know, like the trees sway their hips back and forth. Yeah, like everything's the, kind of bouncing Yeah, the as time. the hero kind of yeah. like uh, saunters, you know, and, the, you know, everything's stretchy. And, uh, you know, when people talk, their, their, their lips and their cheeks are sort of over-exaggerated. And they're like, gee whiz, howdy golly, boy George, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the game itself is basically a... Uh, a really surprisingly well done. There, there are a lot of things in this game that I'm like, huh, I didn't think of that, but someone has really put a lot of time and effort into getting this right. Um, so, of course, the, the animation and the style, it's not just the, the animation, but also the, the look and the feel of it. 
Um, in, in fact, just to give you an example of one of the things that really surprised me is, aside from the actual drawings and stuff, which are flawless, um, you know, I, I don't think it necessarily has to have super high frame rate, but it's very authentic to the idea of watching an old-timey cartoon. Uh, but there's also, like, these weird post-processing effects. I mean, you've probably seen, like, the... Not even a film grain, but like, um, you know, the individual, like, you see little hairs and little um, imperfections in the, the film, I guess, of, of the cartoon. But there's also, like, this post-processing color bleed effect that happens, too. Like, if you're looking at it on a, like, an old CRT TV, uh, where maybe the electron guns aren't lined up quite right or something like that. And you can actually go into settings and change that and, like, make it more pronounced or make it less pronounced. Wow. Um, and there's also a lot of singing, like they have a lot of old-timey, like, uh, the, the soundtrack is very jazzy, sort of like old-timey jazz. Um, all of the scenarios in this game, so it's it's more or less uh, levels that are tied together by a map that you walk around, you know, you saunter your hero Cuphead. Uh, you can also play two players, local play, uh, the, the second player plays Mugman, who's his, uh, his buddy. And um, the, the idea of the game is that... You know, back back in the day, like when you watch some of those old cartoons, a lot of people were doing things like gambling and stuff like that. Like that was a theme, like morality stories, like you shouldn't gamble down at the dock or whatever. But of course, <laughs> you know, Felix the Cat goes down there or, or whatever. And, and that's kind of the theme here is that Cuphead and Mugman uh, were playing a game of dice with the devil, like actual Satan. Oh, that's, uh, that's always a bad idea. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, they basically lost their souls to Satan, so they become his henchmen to go and collect from other debtors. Oh, is that what uh, happens if you lose your soul? Yeah, you have to you have to go work for Satan, basically. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not so bad. I mean, no, it's not so it bad be because worse, you get right? you get like a cool finger gun. So the the shooting in this is done with like little finger gun, and you know, Cuphead and Mugman just point at things. It's and just like contrary, you, you damnation, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Cuphead and Mugman can do um, eight direction, uh, you know, fire arcs. So you can shoot straight forward, diagonal up, diagonal down, and so on. Uh, there's a button to stay in place and then just kind of rotate your gun around. Oh. And all the while, like weird looking dudes, um, different thematic levels that you're going through. You know what? So this, this sounds almost more like Gunstar Heroes. Uh, you, uh, maybe. Because um, that had the same deal where it was like you could anchor yourself and then shoot in all directions. Whatever. Yeah, how, yeah. how frenetic is the action? Like how... uh, I would say medium freneticness. Okay. Uh, it's not like bullet hell or anything like that, but you only get like three hits and then you're dead. Um, you, you can eventually uh, buy little add-ons because there are coins throughout the level and you can go to Pork Rind's shop, who's this pig. And uh, even the voicing of some of the characters, like there's this weird pork rind is 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 like this mustachioed hey, boys. pig guy, except it's like the really low, uh, like uh, like that sort of sound. And um, so you you can actually buy upgrades that do different things. Like instead of just having a regular finger gun, you can get stuff that uh, seeks enemies, but maybe is a little weaker on the hit. Uh, you can get these like boomerang looking things. E eventually you build up these little cards. So that gambling theme, I guess, kind of carries throughout the game uh, and you can do super shots and each type of weapon has a special uh, ultra powerful uh, move that you can do. You can also equip charms. There's a dash move that you can do pretty much all the time that gets you across uh, extra pits and, and, and things like that gives you a little bit of an extra boost. Um, but all of the scenarios, I, I guess I've kind of been working my way around to this, but all the different levels that you go to, there, you know, on this map, that you walk through. Uh, you might go to a forest, and inside the forest, um, you're walking through this log, and there's these woodpeckers that uh, kind of come down from the ceiling and just kind of peck away, and you're a tiny little character. And it looks like something that you've seen in a cartoon. Uh, if if you uh, play a level with a... I'm trying to think of... Now it's sort of escaping me what all these, what all these different levels are, but if you play a level with... Um, uh, you know, in, in the uh, in the air, uh, you know, there there are characters. There's a character who, like, inexplicably is like this zeppelin. There's a character who's um, kind of a candy queen in in the second area of the game, and all of them feel like really. I mean, there's boxing frogs, for example, that that are bosses that that you play <laughs> against, um, and everything just feels like someone went through the the back catalog of all of these old Max Fleischer cartoons. <laughs> How and many put handlebar in something mustaches? That feels, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's all of that. All of that is in here, and and it's kind of fun to just go to any given level and see what did they come up with. It is quite difficult. Uh, again, you only get three hits, and if you die, you pretty much start over at the beginning again. 
Um, and that is whether you're fighting a simple boss. So sometimes you'll go to a map and it's basically just a boss fight and you just fight a boss. Uh, then there are levels where they call them run and gun levels and those are more like the, the Contra or the Gunstar Heroes. Um, and basically you work your way through, you get graded at the end of every level and usually your grades are lower than you think they should be. Um, and it can get frustrating. I mean, in terms of the difficulty... Um, everything is sort of pre-loaded, so as you run through the level, the enemies are pre-placed uh, for the boss fights, uh, you know, the move set of the boss, of course, is all pattern-based. Sometimes it feels a little bit unfair because the only way that you would know what the boss is going to do or what, what's going to happen is to have died at that point before. Um, so I know some people say, well, you know, you, you always know that you made the mistake. Well, yeah, the controls are pretty tight in that sense, but um, you'll, you'll die a lot just kind of figuring out what's going on. Uh, but it does kind of have that addictive quality where you kind of come back and you're like, okay, as long as I don't do that thing again, I could beat this. Uh, and it never really works out that way, so you just end up beating your head against it for a while. But it's really satisfying once you get through it, and it's really fun to see what the next themed level is going to be. I mean, there are there are I mentioned earlier the the Zeppelin. Well, that you you know they have these airplane levels that are kind of like uh, uh, I don't know Sky Kid or some of those old NES games or something like that. And um, it's just it it just is an enjoyable thing to go so through. Let me and ask to you see what's this: is, is this kind of like a, a one and done? game or is, are there reasons to, to go back and play uh, all the levels? I kind of think so I kind of think so but but what a one you know like mm -hmm. that that one experience to go through it that first time if, if you if you're the kind of person who can tolerate you know having to play a few times I don't know I think there's a certain type of personality who you're going to want to like get hooked into it and, and try and beat something um I, I was sort of getting into that zone, so I, I think I will eventually finish Cuphead. Um, I, I believe it's pretty short. I mean, famously, the game was originally just boss battles, but then when Microsoft picked it up as a publisher, they said, okay, let's make a real game out of this, and I would be interested to know. I'd love to see some interviews with these guys to find out, like, A, what did they do to bring this game yeah, from the conception to reality? Uh, it's it's called... Uh, the developer is um, Studio... Have they ever done anything else? MDHR is is the name of the studio, and as far as uh, what else they've done on their company webpage, uh, it says that that's it. As far as I know, they've only done Cuphead. Um, it was um, basically an independent studio founded by two brothers currently working on their first game, Cuphead. So this is the first thing they've ever released. Well, and uh, gosh, that is uh, that is quite a so. Which an brother offering. is Cuphead, and which is Mugman? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They uh, they both kind of look like hipsters, actually, so maybe <laughs> neither one. So Cuphead, pretty good. Uh, it is a Play Anywhere game, so if you get it on either Xbox One or Windows 10, you can play it on the other. Um, there was a problem originally. I actually got this on the day it came out and could not install it until halfway into the next week. Um, they did fix that eventually. Wow. Yeah, it was really difficult. Like I thought that game, I was never going to beat it. Um, by installing it, but eventually I did. So, yep, everything is working great now, and uh, it is definitely worth checking out. Um, I believe it's twenty dollars. Is it twenty? Okay, it is twenty. Yeah, yeah twenty dollars. We all have to grab it, Jeremy. It, it sounds it, really good. It is such an artifact. It is such a thing. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, like I said, it's basically one and done. But but what a one. Um, so that's Cuphead. Yeah, I, I really like the Play Anywhere stuff. Like, I will buy it on. I will buy it on the freaking Windows Store just so I can Can't yeah, support Vita, that support whole yeah, idea. Absolutely, and then play it on my Vita, and then play it on my Xbox. Absolutely, can't play it absolutely. on your Switch. No, no, I don't think this one will come to Switch. Unfortunately, uh, next game that I've been playing is uh, Fortnite. So I mentioned Fortnite a few weeks back, but they have since released the Battle Royale mode, which is free to play whether you own the base game or not. Battle Royale is basically pretty much a lift of the Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which in and of itself is a lift of something else. Um, there was we was in the news this last week that uh, the PUBG people are you know not super happy with uh, Epic Games for for you know taking their their idea. Um, but I will tell you, having played the Battle Royale mode, it's <laughs> it's pretty much PUBG basically. Um, but it's it's PUBG in the sense that um, you know. PUBG is, is like the Counter-Strike, 
and Fortnite is kind of like the team fortress, just in terms of the style and the approach. Um, in something like PUBG, you'll get stuff like bullet physics, like the bullet drop from your sniper rifle over a thousand yards. Um, Fortnite is, uh, you know, a lot more simplistic, um, picking up, co you know, special colored weapons that are different rarities and, and things like that. Uh, but then also Fortnite has the, the build mechanic, which, you know, the, the base game is a tower defense, like orcs must die type thing. Yeah, does, that, um, does that figure into the the battle royale it mode. can it can and actually i've watched so i've played this uh, a few rounds and uh, watched it a few rounds and you know when you die you can just sit and spectate and it really comes into play in the very end game the thing about the battle royale games is that they really keep you moving right so you never really have much time to set up shop anywhere um, you might build to get up to a certain place or to get down to a certain place there are special uh chests that you can get that that have some extra special loot they make this like epic sort of like heavenly sound so you can kind of hear them does and this go one also them. have the like decreasing radius that you need to be in yes exactly okay. so just like in uh, PUBG, this will start you out uh, on a bus you can drop you can airdrop to anywhere on this island that you want to uh, but eventually over time they herd you they sort of group you into tighter and tighter little spaces to basically guarantee engagement with enemies and and basically keep the game moving um so you're pretty well limited in terms of how long you're going to play during uh, a round at your best at your typical, uh, or at my typical play level, I'm out in a couple minutes usually. But um, yeah, it, uh, uh, the, the building comes in and it's pretty interesting to watch at the end because you've gotten, you know, in Fortnite you can use your pickaxe thing and get, you know, wood and, and stone and other kinds of resources. Uh, and it's kind of interesting to see people fortify right at the end. Once you're in a radius where you know that you're, you know, that's pretty much the end game, if you've survived that long, uh, people just start building all kinds of stuff. And uh, it is pretty interesting to see people build up and, and get, you know, little, uh, you know, like duck blinds, like places where you can kind of hide behind a, you know, half wall or something like that or, or you know, build cover um, and, and painstakingly do it and then watch someone come in with a grenade launcher and just wreck it all. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen some I've seen some pretty amazing stuff in that in that last bit. Um, and, you know, you can pretty much get in and get out pretty quickly. A lot of people are playing Fortnite Battle Royale mode. Um, the, the, you know, it's again, 100 people match. And, yeah, how long uh, is how, what's the length of a match? Uh, I want to say, I mean, they usually don't last more than 10 minutes, maybe. I, you know, I never wow. really counted, but, uh, PUBG you know. PUBG can last like 25, 30. Yeah, these, these typically the go pretty quickly. I mean, I never really counted, but, um, I, I mean, I want to say it's something like that. I mean, maybe 15 minutes tops. Um, and, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, free to play. They are adding things into Fortnite. So I, I get the feeling like Epic Games is uh, only really getting started with this. They, they were going to add in a leaderboards thing. I think they're still working on that. The next big update, which I think actually is out now is airdrop. Uh, supply drops so they'll uh, and I don't really know exactly how it's going to work yet because I think they had delayed that patch uh, when we played it for the Game Byte Show stream which uh, you can actually check out our stream over at uh, www.youtube.com slash Game Byte Show uh, where uh, me and uh, uh, and uh, Jared and uh, some friends uh, joined us for a little little uh, battle royale on uh, Fortnite and uh, generally speaking it's pretty competent if you haven't purchased Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I would say this is fully an acceptable uh, way to play Battle Royale mode. Um, you know, they have all the typical weapons. You've got your sniper rifles, your shotguns, your semi-auto machine guns, and things like that. And uh, you know, you can group up with up to four people. So you, you are at a little bit of a disadvantage if you you know you, know, you can choose not to fill your squad. Um, communication is a little iffy. Um, you you can sort of put pins down on a map to try and indicate where you want to airdrop to, or you know where you want to move next. Um, but, uh, generally, I, I, hmm? I tried it and I didn't like the, I don't like the art style for that style of game, I guess. I guess I probably wouldn't want to play Fortnite in competitive anyways. It just doesn't seem, it didn't seem like it was, I didn't like it. I didn't like the, I don't like the gameplay enough to play so that. Fortnite has like zombie supernatural sort of enemies. Do, do they pop up at all in no, um, no. Uh, the the radius that shrinks, I was thinking they would do the storm thing because in Fortnite they have this like electrical storm that strikes the ground and spawns zombies, but mostly your health just decreases. So I think for, for the time being, they've mostly got kind of the real basics in there. And I'm not even sure they might consider this to be in an alpha or a beta test So they mode. just threw I, it together as a cash grab, is that what you're saying? More or less, except it's $0. So it's free. So yeah, Get people into Fortnite, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Have you played PUBG it's itself, Jeremy? No, no, I've watched a bunch of it, but I have not played it. Mm -mm. 
Okay. I was just wondering if you had played it and what your comparisons were because he, I I don't like the feel of Fortnite compared to PUBG. Plus, yeah. PUBG has a first-person mode, which is the mode to play now. I feel pretty um, confident saying that it's it's basically like the difference between something like Counter-Strike versus Team Fortress, kind of a little more arcade like cartoony-looking game versus something that's, yeah. you know, more for the serious, discerning um, gun enthusiasts, I guess. But uh, I would say in terms of just the basic mechanics of it, if you want to try a game... Seems pretty identical. Does Fortnite have cosmetics for your character to wear? Not currently. No? No. Really? I'm not surprised. not in this mode, no. In fact, there's... There, a, there are items. There are items in... Fort in uh, PUBG, they're selling for hundreds of dollars, yeah. if not thousands. Um, cosmetic items you can get in their little loot chest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like that when you play in Fortnite uh, Battle Royale mode. You're basically just you don't even choose your character. They as randomly assign you a, a character oh, really? type. So wow. yeah, it's nothing. Nothing really persists currently. Now down the road, who knows? But for now, for zero dollars, um, get in, try the Battle Royale mode, experience it, see if you like it. And the, uh, the highest priced items in PUBG sell for $336. That's the highest priced obtainable item at this point. That's too much. I wonder if anybody actually spends that. If you click on it, you can see the history. Like the last one was, you can see like recent activity. You know, they probably sold selling. their like Dota 2 items to afford the PUBG items, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and there's, it looks like there's a few selling every day, like a handful. Um, uh, but if if I found one of these items, you could probably sell it for two hundred and fifty, and somebody would snatch it up in a you know man, in, in sweet a second, on a, right? a two hundred fifty dollars. That's a steal. You know, and I Steam thought at wallet. one point I thought two fifty was the cap for Steam trading items, or Steam Doesn't Steam like it. marketplace items or whatever. Are, are those selling through the Steam marketplace? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. There's money to guess be they, made. Guess they up to that cap. Uh, the very last game I'm going to talk about today, just really quickly, is also a free game. It's brand new out, I want to say today, as of this recording, maybe yesterday, um, on iOS and Android. The Stranger Things official tie-in game from Netflix and uh, from a developer called Bonus XP. And uh, this is a uh, top-down, like, retro-style adventure game with light action elements. So all of the characters are sort of squatty and pixelated, and it looks a little bit like the like the overworld map in an old Final Fantasy game or something like that, I guess. Actually, you know what it really reminds me of is, did you guys ever see or play uh, Monsters Ate My Birthday Cake, which was on mobile? Um kind of top down with uh you know you'd tap on a thing your dude would go over there you'd solve puzzles um switching between different characters Don't think so. yeah this this kind of has that going on with it um in fact i i um have not gotten too far in this game but it uh is a pretty decent little adaptation as as far as as far as these go the music uh which is by uh, rich douglas uh, in fact that's how i found out about the game as rich douglas was, was tweeting about the music that he did for it um has sort of a you know waveform synth kind of idea like imagine um deus ex but done on a super nintendo or something like that um, and the, the game is pretty big. It gives you a percentage of completion uh, down in the bottom corner of just going through different areas in, a, in an overworld map. Um, and it's linear, and it does kind of have like an Egovania-style element to it. You go and meet the other cast members, uh, the characters from Stranger Things, and each one has a has a different power. Like Hopper the Sheriff is basically your basic punchy guy who, who can fight with, with melee. Um, some of the characters have ranged attacks. Some of them can fit into um, smaller areas and, and kind of get you through uh, places where the, the larger characters can't go. So they pretty well gate the, the game um, to, to a certain type of progression. And uh, if you you know get enough VHS tapes, they have little unlocks that you can do. You can watch special exclusive footage of the upcoming Stranger Things season. Um, so if you're a fan of Stranger Things, and I know there are a lot of people out there who are, uh, this is definitely worth picking up for $0 as well. Um, it says that there are microtransactions in this on the store listing, but I have not found anything that you can actually buy. Um, so it might just be that, I don't know, maybe they've I don't know. I don't actually know what that's about, but uh, you can play this little retro game, and it is, um, you know, a little bit awkward as far as tapping something and, and getting your dude over there. I mean, anytime you're looking at the screen and then your big fat finger is in front of the thing that you're trying to touch, there's a little bit of frustration there. This would actually play really well with a controller. I'd be interested to know if they actually added any sort of, like, um, MOGA or, uh, you know, NVIDIA controller, whatever it is you can use on, on mobile devices, because this would actually work really well on, like, a on an NES controller, an SNES controller. Um, and again, $0, so check that out on your 
iOS or Google Play Store as you so choose. Can't wait. Yes. Also on iOS and Google Play, uh, well, actually, maybe not Google Play, but uh, your Game Byte Show podcast is on all of those storefronts uh, on your podcasting app of choice. And we'd love for you, if you're not subscribed already, to uh, check us out there because we are going to be back with another podcast before you know it. We do the show twice a week and coming up in just a few days, we are going to talk to you about the news and the new releases and a special video game topic of discussion. So look forward to that. I mentioned a little bit earlier that we also do a video stream over at twitch.tv slash gamebyteshow. Uh, check that out, subscribe to us there, and get a uh, fun video session with us at least once a week, sometimes more often. And uh, contact us on social media. We are out on Twitter, at gamebyteshow. You can find us there collectively. You can also reach us individually, and I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. You can also find our fourth man, Jared Redidun, at R-E-D underscore I. And uh, like I said, he is the one who actually uh, kind of runs the video stream. So check him out and uh, let him know what you might like to see us play. We do a lot of early access stuff and uh, lots of uh, you know new and cool things. Like I said, we played the Fortnite Battle Royale mode. So if you can't bring yourself to download it and, and get that Epic Games launcher, uh, just watch us play and see if you uh, like what you see and uh, try it out for yourself. Uh, you can also visit our webpage on the internet, www.game.com. GameBytesShow.com. You can find our RSS and iTunes links there, as well as a sidebar of cool video content and our entire back catalog of podcasts. Lots of good stuff over there as well. So send your friends, send your children, send your grandparents. Uh, we accept all. We, we are not. Uh, hide your kids, hide your wife. Yes, hide them all. Uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Hey, dumbass cat. My cat's knocking all my Disney Infinity characters off of my desk. That is death. Death to the cat. Uh, no, maybe just a, maybe just a, you know, just spank the cat. I don't know. No, don't. Like, what is going on over here? And all of a sudden, I look down, and there's like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six of them on the floor. Uh, that she's just kind of knocked off. At least no they're good. not amiibos, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's true. I have now, now. All I have is broken lightsabers to deal with. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, well, folks, uh, thanks so much for listening to us. Uh, until next time, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. See ya. Adios. Muchachos.